Who might be volunteering for new jobs next week uh, in Major League Baseball? The trade deadline one week from today. Out to the KDUS hotline we go. We're now joined the sports zone by Zach Kreiser of Yahoo Sports. Zach, always good to have you. Let, let's start with uh, the biggest name out there. Um, you know, and it might be really, quote, out there. Uh, Shohei Otani uh, and the Angels. Do you think that they will deal him? And should they deal him? And that could be certainly two different answers. Yeah, I have been joking on my podcast that uh, the meter on this goes back and forth by the day. I mean, about a week ago, I would have said, yes, he's he's being traded. They're, they're going to be so out of it that they, they need to move on and make sure they get more than just, say, a draft pick if he leaves in free agency. Now, thanks to the Yankees, the Angels are pretty in the race. Uh, I I just saw uh, a reference that they're closer right now to the playoff race than they have been at this point at any other season of his career. Uh, So that leads me to think that they're going to hold on to him. I think the, you know, this could change three times in the next week by the deadline. But right now, I think the Angels are probably positioning themselves to stick with Otani and try to make the the breakthrough run to October and try to convince him to stay. I don't know how likely the convincing him to stay beyond this year is, but do I think he's going to be there on August 2nd? Right now, I think I do. Okay, let's kind of just have some fun here and say that he's not. Uh, The Diamondbacks and Orioles are amongst the teams reportedly having inquired about Otani. The Diamondbacks and Orioles have many top prospects, how much of those uh, top prospects should they be willing to give up for Otani for likely just two months? It's a really tricky threshold. Uh, I, I wrote a column about this, actually. I don't think, as much as it would be really fun for the Diamondbacks, the Orioles, I've seen the Tampa Bay Rays connected to Shohei Otani, uh, as fun as it would be for one of those kind of up-and-coming or really good and kind of younger teams to go get him and add him for the stretch run, I think it's tough to justify giving up the prospect hall that would be necessary. We're, we're talking at least two top 100 prospects or uh, a young major league player who's already useful and a top 50 prospect, something in there, to get Otani. And I think it makes a lot more sense if you believe you are auditioning to sign him, uh, there's been a lot of references to the fact that his routine is really important to him. And he obviously has things he needs to do to perform as he does in this totally unprecedented way. And I think if he does move at the trade deadline, the team that he goes to could really convince him that he should stay there long term by accommodating him or maybe even improving on the ways the angels helped him succeed uh and that begins to have less value if you're uh the orioles or the diamondbacks and probably don't have the financial oomph or or at least have not previously shown a willingness to have the financial oomph to sign him long term so it would be it would be harder for me to justify that than if I were say the Dodgers or the Giants and are really committed to giving him six hundred million dollars this winter. All right, the Diamondbacks also interested to be rumored in uh, White Sox pitcher Lucas Giolito, along with seemingly about half of baseball interested in him, including his hometown Dodgers. 
Uh, you know, what should the White Sox be doing before next uh, Tuesday's deadline? They've got lots of names that are uh, been mentioned as possible trade candidates. Yeah, I think I might be on the more pessimistic side on the White Sox than like the White Sox themselves. Uh, very clearly, they're they're going to deal away some rental players like Lucas Giolito. I would expect Lance Lynn to be on the way out. Uh, I'm sure they're going to talk to a lot of teams about a lot of relief pitchers. Uh, I could see an argument, especially with this trade deadline shaping up as uh, one pretty short on sellers. There's about 20 teams who could convince themselves they're contending right now. Uh, the White Sox, I think, should at least consider moving Dylan Cease also. Uh, last year's Cy Young runner-up has not been as good this year, but I, I think you could make a pretty good case that if the Padres are committed to holding on to Blake Snell, which as of right now sounds like they are, I think you could make a case that Dylan Cease is either the best or second best starting pitcher available uh, at this deadline if the White Sox made him available. So uh, I'd be interested in seeing them go a little bit further even than maybe they are thinking about. Uh, Luis Robert is obviously the best player on that team and, He's signed to a very efficient deal through 2026, so I'd be, uh, and I think there are club options beyond that, so I'd be interested in them going a little bit harder to try to put a winning team around him, which which right now they do not seem to have anything in the pipeline there. Okay, let's kind of do a little swing through the National League West. We talked about the Diamondbacks for a moment, and I mentioned the Dodgers, so back to the Dodgers. Yeah, What uh, do you think they might do before the deadline? I am sure that the Dodgers will be the most persistent caller on Shohei Otani, for one. Uh, but we, we've seen reports that Angels owner Artie Moreno does not want to move Otani to the Dodgers, which fine regional rivalry there. But uh, beyond that, the obvious thing they need to do is just shore up some pitching. They've had a lot of pitching injuries, and some of the younger pitchers they've brought up haven't established themselves fully yet, which probably uh, a part of that is just there's been so many of them that it's been kind of a, a rough stretch to try to get people uh, worked in. But I would expect them to go get a starter, whether it's Giolito or uh, the Cardinals, Jordan Montgomery, something like that. And uh, they could they could use some reinforcements uh, with the bats, too. Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts and Will Smith have been really carrying this team, and the younger hitters have also sort of struggled to to establish themselves, which is not something we usually say about the Dodgers, but I think at least for the second half of this year, I'd expect them to make some additions. Uh, a Heimer Candelario or a Lane Thomas from the Nationals might make sense for them. They've obviously dealt with the Nationals recently. Uh, I'm sure the Nationals would love to take another crack at the Dodgers farm system. So I, I could see pretty much any addition for the Dodgers uh, and especially surging back to the top of the NL West recently. I, I think you'll see at least one or two additions on both sides of the ball, honestly. Zach Kreiser of Yahoo Sports, currently in the sports zone. Okay, on to the Giants. Uh, reportedly showing interest in, in Justin Verlander. Uh, what do they need to do to pull that off, or is that just something that's not going to be able to be pulled off because Verlander stays in New York? I think it's mostly, yeah, they need to convince Justin Verlander that for some reason he does not like New York City. Uh, it, it seems like Verlander and the Mets are kind of 
leaning away from making a dramatic move this summer. I think the Mets might be more likely to consider moving Scherzer than Verlander, but uh, I, I don't foresee Verlander moving. But the Giants, if they really made a great offer, they, they do have a farm system that could make a good offer for this. The question is just whether Verlander is willing to uproot his life again very shortly after signing for the Mets or whether he wants to run it back in 2024, anticipating things will be better. Uh, I, I think he will will come back to New York and not move this, this summer, but the Giants do have a good track record of helping veteran pitchers get the best out of themselves. So uh, if they make a case in that way somehow, that, that would be the, the best path for them, I'd imagine. All right, the Padres. You mentioned Blake Snell. There's stuff out there. He's a free agent at the end of the year. Josh Hader is a free agent at the end of the year. Uh, should they trade them? And what would be good landing spots for them? It's a really fascinating situation. Uh, the Padres definitely seem like they are still trying to bridge that gap and claw back to a wild card this year. But, you know, the Brewers, who traded Josh Hader at last year's deadline to the Padres, tried pretty much the maneuver that the Padres would be trying if they traded Hader this year, which is trade a closer in hopes of filling in the rest of the team to to go to the playoffs, and it did not work for the Brewers. I think the Padres might have a slightly better chance of making it work, uh, especially if they, they move Hader, who they could potentially backfill a little bit with other relievers. Snell... I think Snell is a real pull-the-ripcord, we-are-not-competing-this-year move. Uh, I, I could see it getting that far, but Blake Snell would be, in my opinion, the best starter available if uh, they made him available. He's been unbelievable since May. I, I think he still has the lowest DRA in Major League Baseball right now. He's striking out the world. They could probably get a very significant return uh, on the rental scale for Blake Snell, but I don't know that there's an easy way to get that return and also backfill the starting rotation enough to continue competing this year. So I could see hate, trading Hater being the middle ground, but if they move on and trade Snell, I think that's kind of a punt to 2024. Okay, away from the NL West here, the Reds lost again to the Brewers last night. They need pitching. What uh, yeah should they they have an abundance of young players should they deal some of those guys for pitching? It's interesting. I've seen a lot of the rumors revolve around Jonathan India, the the second baseman who won Rookie of the Year a few years ago, and he seems to sort of be the leader of this team. Uh, he's always out in the post game interviews. The young players seem to look up to him, and obviously he's a fairly young player himself, but most of the Reds roster came up like last month and India has been up for a few years. So it's an interesting question because there isn't an obvious place for him in the infield in future seasons and he's not the best defender. So he would make some more sense for teams that have a more pressing need at second or possibly at DH than the Reds who have a lot of really good hitters. Uh, that seems to be what they would like to do is trade Jonathan India for controllable starting pitching for uh, with at least another year of service so that they can kind of have someone who can roll with this team both this year and also into probably an even better season next year. Uh, I think it could also make sense if they feel that trading India would be a morale detriment or a kind of leave a void in the clubhouse. They still have duplication of 
several positions in the minor leagues. You know, they could make a choice on Noel V. Marte versus Christian Encarnacion Strand. They could go further down their list and try to make some smaller moves that uh, accentuate the starting rotation without making a huge splash. I, I think the Reds are in a pretty nice position because they have a lot of young talent, and honestly, pretty much whatever they do this year, this season is going to come out a win because of how far they have come, how quickly. The Cardinals, uh, obviously, they're publicly looking to sell. Uh, you know, you mentioned Jordan Montgomery. Uh, you know, who should they trade? Is there any way they could actually talk Paul Goldschmidt or Nolan Arenado into waiving their no trade clauses? Uh, well, I don't have any personal information about this, but I have seen a couple little reports start to pop up that uh, if the Dodgers were interested in Nolan Arenado, uh, who, who's from the L.A. area, that that maybe he would approve that one. Uh, so. That really seems to be the only one I could envision where one of those two guys moves. But I think the Cardinals are pretty focused on winning in 2024. So I would anticipate they trade all of the rental starting pitching and maybe some relief pitching to try to get younger pitchers. Uh, they seem to have acknowledged the philosoph- philosophical problem they've had. <laughs> in the pitching department where they do not go for nearly enough strikeouts and playing the contact just is, is not what smart teams are doing now. So they're going to try to fix that. And I anticipate they will also trade someone from their glut of kind of outfield DH position prospects or young players. I think Lars Nufar, Jordan Walker, you know, they're, staying and pretty much anyone else I, I would anticipate North Nolan Gorman is staying pretty much anyone else on the position player front beyond Arenado and Goldschmidt I would say is going to be open to, to going somewhere uh, they'll probably only trade one maybe two but it, it, whoever they get the best offer from out of that group I, I think Tyler O'Neill would be a good candidate for a change of scenery you mentioned Nolan Gorman he's from here so is Cody Bellinger He's been hot in July. What do the Cubs do with him and others? Uh, you know, a lot of uh, you know speculation the Cubs might be sellers here. Yeah, I anticipate the Cubs will sell. I, I think they have a pretty good opportunity. You know, it, it's not the one they came into the season hoping for, but I think they have a good opportunity with Marcus Stroman and Cody Bellinger to kind of reload that team and maybe get a little bit closer to actually contending uh, either next year or, or down the line. So. Strowman can opt out, and based on how good of a season he's having, you would anticipate he will, and Cody Bellinger will be a free agent. So those players are going to be on the move, I would think. Uh, Bellinger has been doing it a little differently than he did back in his best days with L.A., but the numbers have been a bounce back. He's striking out far less. He's making some power, uh, just in a different way. He's really lifting and pulling the ball instead of just blasting it to all fields. So I don't know that that bodes well for his long-term contract, but for the rest of this season, I'd feel pretty good about Cody Bellinger, and I think he's probably the best position player, non-Otani category, that's going to move at the deadline. I would, uh, I would be... I would not be surprised if there's a pretty big bidding war, especially for Bellinger. Talking trade deadline, which is a week from today, with Zach Kreiser of Yahoo Sports. The Pirates, 
that hot start to the season that was a really, really long time ago. Uh, yeah. How much could they get in return if they actually dealt closer David Bednar? He would be a big piece on this market, especially if Josh Hader isn't going anywhere. I'm still pretty skeptical they're going to move him. He's a uh, hometown kid from Pittsburgh. He's been really good, and I don't think there's any reason to think he wouldn't still be really good when that team is ready to compete, either next year or maybe more likely in 2025. But I uh, I think they would get a really nice return if they did actually decide to pull the trigger and move him. You're, you're probably looking at, uh, you know, something. It's a little hard to gauge the specifics because of the number of years and the other pieces in the deal. But, you know, the Brewers did a really nice job with the Josh Hader return last year, which ended up helping them flip Estery Ruiz for William Contreras and also gave them a couple new pieces in the bullpen. So I it would be something to that effect. You know, they'd be looking at multiple pieces and perhaps one really good one. All right, last up, the uh, second place, the now second place Rays. They obviously need some starting pitching. They've had massive injuries in their rotation. Also, their previous hot offense has actually been baseball's absolute worst offense in July. What should Tampa do before next week? There are really inter- <clears throat> really interesting tastes because I think they still have one of the best shots at the World Series of any team in baseball, but they probably need a little bit of a refresh. Uh, they're not going to be trading away key pieces, but they have a lot of depth at the position player side and a lot of depth of position players who are pretty much ready to compete for jobs in the majors right now. So I would anticipate them trading some guys who maybe you haven't heard a lot about but would be starting or at least getting looks for a lot of other teams and going after a fairly big fish. I I mean, I could see them going after Bellinger. I could see them making some swaps with the Washington Nationals for one of their position players. And, you know, we've heard they are at least calling about Otani to see if that's uh, a possibility for a rental. But I I think it's clear to me that the, the Rays are going to try to make a splash, whether there's enough position player depth on this trade market to really do that. I'm not sure. The other thing they can do is add some pitching. They're usually very creative about that, and they've got some question marks in the rotation. So I would anticipate they add pitching, but not in a super splashy way because they are good at getting the best out of those. I'd be the most interested in the Rays if they really went out and found a, a big hitter that they could go target. Zach, this has been great. What, what do we have planned at uh, Yahoo for the next few days before the trade deadline? I'm working on a piece right now about the five bubble teams to watch uh, ahead of the deadline who will kind of make this either a quiet deadline or a big, loud deadline. So that'll be out later today, and then uh, you can listen to the Bandwagon podcast that's out uh, talking about the best trade ships, and next week we will do a roundup of what happened. Great stuff, Zach. Thank you very much. Always appreciate it. Thank you. Zach